0: Welcome back to the Veterinary Viewfinder. This week, dealing with costs around Cytopoint and other expensive treatments. How do we deal with the money talk? This week on the Veterinary Viewfinder. Welcome back to the Veterinary Viewfinder the podcast that tackles the toughest topics in veterinary medicine. And this week, once again, we revisit our old friend, money. Talking about money with clients is a challenge for anybody, regardless of the condition, but it's doubly hard sometimes when we're talking about dermatological conditions. And this week, we are joined by a veterinary dermatologist to discuss all about the questions around cost of treating chronic dermatitis. And more specifically, we're going to dig into... How do you talk about Cytopoint? This week, once again, we are so thrilled to be sponsored by our friends at Zoetis because they're gonna help us dive deep into the money talk. But first, before we get to our really esteemed guest, I am, as always, your host, Dr. Ernie Ward.
1: I'm Dr. Cindy Courtney, And I'm registered veterinary technician, Becky Mosser.
0: And guys, once again, this week, we are joined with a friend of the podcast, Dr. Dana Liska, a board certified veterinary dermatologist. She went to Kansas State for her undergrad or her veterinary degree, rather. She then went to the University of Florida, where she became a diplomat in a veterinary dermatologist. So she knows her stuff. But you know what I like most about our guest is that she practiced for a long time, like over nine years in a very, very busy dermatological practice. So Thank you once again for returning to our show, Dr. Liska.
2: Yay, so happy to be back with
0: you. Well, you know, we spoke a few weeks back all about, you know, how to diagnose and treat and like apicals, advancements, and chronic dermatitis. We had a lot of questions and comments around, okay, what does it mean to do a full dermatological workup? I mean, she talked about this streamlined approach and avoiding fire engine medicine. So if you could just quickly review for people that had questions like what's that basic, simple one, two, three, four, five diagnostic workup that we should be doing with every itchy patient?
2: So number one, when they call the practice to complain that they have an itchy dog, get them in, have the doctor look at them so that we can start figuring out what's causing that itch. But number one is to stop the itch of that pet to make them more comfortable and to make sure that their owner is happy. Number two, parasites. Make, Make sure that we are ruling out fleas and we're managing um, any possibility of scabies or demodex. Number three is ruling out and taking care of the secondary infections that are often a problem with our patients. Number four, doing the food trials for those patients that have relentless non-seasonal problems in their skin. And then that leads us to number five, and that is that most patients have atopic dermatitis. And so then being able to have a conversation and manage the uh, itch and disease of those patients.
0: Right. And so I think, you know, if you haven't listened to that podcast, I encourage you to go back. Uh, it was really, I, I think, a, a very nice summary of where we are with the treatment and diagnosis of chronic dermatitis today. But explain again for people that might not have listened in on that, that episode, Why? how did Apical jump in and say, look, you can stop the itch initially while you're doing your workup." Maybe just a quick review on that because I think that's really important.
2: Just keeping in mind that um, Apoquel has a label for patients who have allergic dermatitis, so you can use it during that workup, but it also has a label for patients specifically with atopic dermatitis. So it can be an anchor treatment throughout the workup and then once you've made your diagnosis.
0: Okay. So let's get back to those atopic cases because you said that is by far the most common cause of itching in our canine patients that we see. What do we do after we say, okay, we've ruled out parasites. We've ruled out food allergies. It looks like it's atopy. What's the next step?
2: My, my advice on the last podcast was to, once you have a patient that you are confident has atopic dermatitis to look at your client, to say that, to name it, to say your dog has atopic dermatitis. Cause once you define it, it's easier for them to accept it, embrace it and move on.
0: Right. And Becky, I know that for a technician, I mean, this is this gets tricky, right? Because yeah. they're going, OK, you're telling me my dog is allergic to like everything then, right. right? it's not food. Yeah. it's not food. It's like everything. <laughs> everything. So so what what are your next steps?
1: Well, you know, I think you have to ask questions first get an understanding of what do they know what do they understand what do they believe how do they feel because there's a lot of information we can throw at them there's a lot of questions you know we need answered but like it's it's easy to just talk at your clients a lot so i think it's good to first find out what their major concerns are how much they know about atopic dermatitis or you know how they feel about the diagnosis in general and then be able to go from there
3: Yeah. And I'm so glad to hear that from Becky, because I know often our technicians are the ones who are, you know, I hate to say it. When I was a veterinary assistant, I think I ended up doing this sometimes, too, is a veterinarian would talk to a client and then the client would seem a little shell shocked. And they would be like, "Okay, what did they just say to me? (laughs) And and it would be the assistants and the technicians and the other team members who would be able to do a little bit more education a little bit more informing and and answer those additional questions that frankly I think sometimes clients are a little bit too intimidated to ask the veterinarian about. Sure.
1: And I think to some to some effect there there is a level of intimidation. I think there's also just like a processing factor. Like, um I know my clients leave and they go and do research and of course they ask Dr. Google and such, but you know a lot of times mm-hmm. it's support support staff that is gonna feel those phone calls that come after that initial diagnosis. Well, after the client is gone, no longer in the building, either while they're using the medication, all of a sudden they're like, oh, you know what? Now, you said twice a day, but like, is that every eight hours, every 12 hours? Or does it matter? Or, oh geez, I forgot one this morning and and when do I give it tomorrow? And like, you know, we get those in between questions as they have this emotional response to the condition that they're dealing with. So again, I think it's important to be empathetic, Um, but then I think it's also important to, ensure that you're being really clear with them. And also to make sure that they're gaining an understanding of what you're telling them. Yeah. You know, I think we have a tendency to forget that people learn in so many different ways. Yeah. So we have a tendency to just like spit everything out at our clients, but we need to be following up. We need to be providing, um, you know, visuals. We need to make sure that we're, we're appealing to every learning style and, and giving follow-up, not just slam diagnosis in their face. Here's your meds, we'll talk to you in six to eight weeks.
0: Yeah, Cindy, how many times have your technicians ask you, you know, they're like, say, could you? Ex- Explain that again, and the doctor is like going. I already told her that, you know. It's right, like, right, right. But yeah, you didn't but exactly explain it, and their their preferred method of learning. I mean, it's yeah. A good point.
3: And how many of us need to hear things multiple times to right. be able to learn it, right? And one of the things I thought was so helpful that you shared with us last time, Doctor Aliska, was that you know our clients they may be interested in getting that information elsewhere before they ever right. come into the veterinarian. They may be interested <laughs> in trying other options aside from what we are necessarily recommending. So that that communication about why we're recommending what we're recommending, why it's important, why it's it's worth, why it's valuable um, compared to the the price we're asking them to pay and making sure our whole team is on the same page. And we all, you know, are, again, you focus on that confidence that we're all confident in the diagnosis and in the recommendation that we're making. Um, I, I, I agree that knowing that clients are looking elsewhere makes that even more important.
0: And Dr. Liska, remind our listeners how often they are looking, right? Because you guys did some studies and some surveys. So maybe review that little tidbit from the last podcast.
2: Yes, I think your listeners will be very interested to learn that we have market research that shares that 88% of clients have already tried over-the-counter therapies.
0: Dang, 88%, folks. Right? So they're right. just coming to us as that last resort, that that rescue treatment. Okay, so now one of the cool things and the reason that we we're having you here today and we're so thrilled to be sponsored this podcast by Zoetis is that you have come up with two drugs that have, in my nearly 30 years of practice, completely changed the way I address chronic dermatitis. And those two drugs are Apiquil and Cytopoint. And before we get into the particulars, especially around cost, because... That's really been my biggest obstacle. But let's talk about the safety issues because historically, you know, let's face it, we've been backed into a, a corticosteroid corner, right? And so, explain some of the the, the challenges and safety issues around corticosteroid usage uh, for chronic dermatitis.
2: Absolutely. So we see clients, um, and I think there's a, st- a statistic that says 55% of clients. Um, Whose pets have been on steroids complain of the side effects, and of course, the most common are the increased thirst, which leads to the increased urination, which that might mean, keep you know keeping an uh, an owner up all night going outside, or might be accidents in the house. Which those have, you know, those have a price tag on them. Um, it might be the increased hunger. I mean, all of those things um, can be very frustrating, but all the steroids too can lead to medical problems that mean more diagnostic workups for the pet in and of itself.
0: Right, which I think led our profession to get frustrated. I mean, I can tell you my generation, Generation X of vets, like we we went through a period of time where we kind of started throwing our hands up, you know, and really reaching for some, way out there treatments because we did not want to encounter these side effects. We knew it endangered the bond on a wide variety of levels. But, you know, now suddenly we get apicol and Cytopoint and explain to us the differences in safety profiles and then efficacy. So like, why would apicol be preferred to given good old prednisone?
2: Oh, but just, I would say absolutely because of uh, the extremely low incidence of side effects when you look at Apoquel, um, oh, really every once in a while, we'd have a client call in and maybe, you know, complain of a little gut upset with the Apoquel, but just rarely do they call with side effects. Um, and, um, also too with, uh, with Cytopoint, I mean, just, you know, incredible safety profile.
0: Right. And you're not seeing the PUPD, you're not seeing the hunger or even behavioral changes that we associate with corticosteroid usage. So I will tell you, if you're listening today and you have not experienced apical and cytopoint in your clinic, do yourself a favor, contact your Zoetis rep and just say, walk me through this, like explain it to me, because it will completely change the way you look at chronic dermatitis. But let's get back to the pushback. Um, Dr. Liska, the biggest complaint that I hear from my veterinary colleagues is the cost. They're concerned. I mean, Cytopoint is not inexpensive. Apical is not inexpensive. But you guys did some studies and some surveys and maybe walk us through some of those, you know, data and, and explain to us how you as Zoetis, you know, say, here's how we we address this.
2: Oh, I absolutely know what you're talking about, Dr. Ward. We, I mean, our pet owners, they want absolutely what's best for their dogs. But of course they need it to be a solution that fits within their budget. And, you know, we do get pushed back with costs, but I think that just what I really, I communicate to my clients is the value, the value of not dealing with the side effects and the value of stopping itch so fast and the value of having the option for a prolonged you know, uh, relief from paritis. I think those are all really important parts of why these therapies are so amazing.
0: Well, and, and you guys have looked at this. So I know that you did uh, a survey, you looked at some medical records, like 170 plus dogs or whatever, and you said, okay, what impact does cytopoint usage have on that clinic? Um, can you share some of the insights from that study?
2: So I'd love to share some of my favorite points that came out of that study when we looked at those dogs. So number one was is they were in to see their veterinarians more often, and interestingly, 39% more visits when they were on point So it's just a more chance to you know have hands on and be evaluating those patients. Um, one of my favorite statistics too that came out is these dogs were receiving less treatment, and interestingly, what we were able to put a number on is 59% fewer dogs receive steroids after switching to Cytopoint. And I think that is huge when we're looking at the, Ah. you know, as a a steroid saving therapy. Um, And certainly we looked at the monitoring because Cytopoint is considered to be so devoid of having any adverse reactions, there was less concern. And so these dogs that we followed, there were 22% fewer blood chemistries being performed. So really big numbers there. And then um, Dr. Ward, you shared too, that with costs that basically $200 less per year was being spent with the Cytopoint patients versus a previous year. And I think that's really important to keep in mind.
3: Yeah, especially because these are patients with a lifelong disease, $200 a year. I mean, for a lot of clients, that's the same cost as a, a dental prophylaxis in a, in a low-income area like mine. You know, that adds up a
2: lot over time. Such a great point.
0: Yeah. And more importantly, we're seeing them more often, which means we can identify other conditions or comorbidities. So, wow. I mean, this is important because we are always looking for ways to provide better treatment and care moving forward with our patients. Absolutely. Now, Becky, I mean think about it. They're coming to the vet more frequently, right? They are seeing less side effects. They're having to do fewer blood tests, right? And at the end of the year, they found that there was actually more value. What do you think about that?
1: (laughs) Well, I guess it's super important, right? Because one of the biggest reasons I feel like we have clients on the phone feeling frustrated, what gets brought up a lot is I spent a lot of money and it's not working. I spent a lot of money we're still having this problem. I spent a lot of money and we're still blah, 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 whatever it is. And, and, you know, I I get that, right? I would feel the exact same way. In fact, I have felt the exact same way. So it's super important to have, you know, this kind of option out there, just in the sense that we can, we can help clients find a solution. We can help pets feel relief and we can be more cost-effective, which is just, just by nature going to increase compliance, right? It's a win all around. And, almost good, almost important for our quality of life as as veterinary professionals, right?
0: Right, right. (laughs) burnout.
3: (laughs) Yeah, right. I, I, when Becky, when you see that, I think highlights for me that one of the biggest successes in these cases i have found is just preparing clients giving them the expectation that yeah this is a chronic condition and that my goal and what i'm thinking about right now is to look at the life of your pet and to try and keep your costs down for the life of your pet and that the decisions that we make today you know, that the, we can either decide to have a lower bill today, that may mean your bills are higher later, or that we can have a higher bill today, but that may mean that your, your bills are going to be lower in the long run. And I'm excited to see that I've heard more chatter about people almost putting together wellness type plans surrounding atopic dermatitis, where they're potentially talking about packaging, um, things like you know, cytopoint injections or Apoquel and allergy testing and, and things like that together. So I'm really intrigued by options like that, that help make things approachable for people and also help show clients that this is a long-term plan. Fabulous.
0: The reality is, you know, they've looked at this and they say, look, you know, this is better for the clinic to see the the patient more, you you have less disruptions to daily life, and the clients dig it. And at the end of this study, they showed that they actually spent more money. But maybe we should rewind because, you know, I think one of the other concerns I get is a lot of vets don't understand what Cytopoint is. And it's pretty revolutionary. So maybe explain briefly, like, what is Cytopoint? And why is it different than apical or corticosteroids or antihistamines?
2: It, the best way to describe it, I think, is that it's a biologic, it's an right. antibody, it's a single in-office injection that the veterinary gives in the clinic, and it offers anywhere from four to eight weeks of relief for that paritis. So what we see is that really helps improve the quality of life for the dog and the people that they live with.
0: So when you were in practice, what was your typical pattern of, of treatment? So the dog comes in, it's a, got a flare going on, so it's itching like crazy. Um, Aside from the workup, tell us the treatment. What what did your treatment plan look like?
2: So, for me, for the atopic dog, it's still incredibly important to do allergy testing and start allergen specific immunotherapy. But we all know that that does not start working fast. So, you've got to create this this kind of cornerstone therapy that's going to help keep the patient comfortable while you're working on that allergic component. And so a lot of people will ask me as a veterinary dermatologist, which would I choose first, Cytopoint or Apoquel? But honestly, for me, it's more about which one of those therapies works better for the pet and the persons, or per, yeah, person or persons that they live with which is the which is the better option for their lifestyle? Yeah.
0: Now, Cindy, like Becky and I, you live in a rural part of America. Mm-hmm. Uh, yep. How are you dealing with this? What, what's what's the, the the feedback been that you've received from your clients?
3: Yeah, and you know one of the things that's consistently surprising to me is how excited our clients are by side of point. I mean, I have one patient in particular who boards with us regularly. And has chronic itch. He, you know, consistently doesn't have very severe infections when we do the cytology, as Dr. Liska suggests. Um, but he is just a very, very itchy dog. Um, and you know, we've kind of gone through his whole diagnostic process. But for his owners, it's very, very convenient for them when he comes in for his um, regular boarding appointments on a monthly basis. He gets a cytopoint injection and he is a large dog, but for his owners, the convenience of having a dog who's not itchy and being able to have that safety. I mean, I find when I sit down and I talk with my owners about the the safety and the side effects and monitoring and, you know, risk of diabetes or risk of Cushing's and, you know, for them, there is a lot of value in choosing something that they feel is significantly safer for their pets. Um, and And I find a lot of times even my clients in this low income area are saying, well, Dr. Courtney, I want to do what's best for my animal. Um, So I think sometimes we are making the judgment about cost for our clients and telling them like, well, this is really expensive. And they're not just hearing that it's really expensive. When they hear that statement from us in their head, in their heart, they're hearing, I don't think it's worth it. That's what they think we're telling them. But to say like, I think it's worth it because this means less side effects for your pet. This means your pet gets relief. And this is a safer medication that it's, you know, it's, it's okay for us to give this in a younger pet, in a pet that, you know, has ongoing indications. Uh, Dr. Aliska, I mean, in terms of what are, or aren't any contraindications for giving Cytopoint, I mean, my understanding is that there, there are very few.
2: Um, Absolutely. The label says that we can administer Cytopoint for atopic dermatitis. For pets of any age, who have any concurrent disease and are on any concurrent medications, that's amazing.
0: Yeah, it really is.
1: It really is, and you know, I I think too how often I've heard clients say, whatever the condition, whatever the ailment, but especially with with itching, can't you just give them some just just give them a shot? Like, it is the solution that clients want for everything, right? Like, can't you just give them a shot to right. make whatever happen, whatever go away, whatever it is, and, and to be able to be like, well, actually. Yes, now we, we can. can. It, it feels really good and, and to know that it's super safe and that we can use it to get, you know, maybe puppies who are too young for um, allergy testing with any kind of real, um, you know, even, well, they won't even do it right if they're too young. Um, it's a great time frame for that. And I just think it's a neat thing to be able to have that. And Dr. Cindy makes such a good point about that conversation. It's really how you shape it. And, and as a technician and, and our support staff and our customer service reps can really outline, you know, what they would be spending without this injection on these regular visits and the cytologies and all of the things that continue that we have to keep repeating when we don't have an answer, as opposed Mm -hmm. to being able to kind of get to the root of the problem, um, make a decision that this is a lifelong condition that we're going to help monitor and that we're going to keep under control. And here's how we're going to do it.
2: Well, and something I learned over time too, is I think sometimes I was completely surprised by clients being motivated by like where I thought maybe they would be motivated by the finances of a more expensive therapy. Sometimes they just don't want to be responsible for giving medications every day. Sometimes they just, they just don't want to have to, um, you know, they have busy lifestyles and they just don't want to have to deal with it daily. Yeah. Yeah.
3: I remember specifically where I had a client who was an entrepreneur. He owned his own business and he had a dog who would get chronic, you know, infections because of the underlying allergies and he struggled and it was very challenging for him to do anything consistently to give Apoquel every day to bathe to, you know, give any medications. And so when I first started seeing his pet, we knew Cytopoint was coming, but it wasn't there yet. And I remember (laughs) just being like, just hold out, just hold out. It's coming. It's coming. You
0: can do it. Yeah. Well, I I will say this, the biggest Win for me has just been the the effects. I mean, it works. And while I'm sounding like a cytopoint and apical fanboy, which I am, <laughs> I mean, it works. And and that's yeah. if you don't get the results, at the end of the day, it is not a good value. And where I think value proposition really becomes important is when it actually fixes things. And this is where, like Cindy and Becky and myself, we've actually had successes because people are like, Oh my gosh, you gave this injection and for six weeks my dog was perfect. I mean, that. You can't put a price tag on that always, can you, Dr. Liska?
2: No. And that's a value for the client and for the pet. But going back to that study that we did and looking at the value that it brings to the veterinarian also, because when they're con- when they're coming to the practice for repeat injections, that means the dog is in there and the veterinarian able to look at the patient and check for flea exposure for secondary infections. It's more right. chances to just reinforce preventative medicine, it's more chances just to maintain that connection with your, your owner and that, and, and that just improves satisfaction and loyalty, I think.
0: Oh gosh, it is such a headache reliever. I I will tell you, there are you know, Cindy, I don't know if, if you've had this experience yet, but there are clients that I would actually, I would theoretically pay for them to be treated with this stuff just to get them out of my hair, right? Becky, you Have you had those kind of <laughs> clients before, it's like, Never. you know, I will do whatever. Just
2: <laughs> no. because, because
0: it gets so frustrated with us, Dr. Lisk. I mean, in, in general practice, I mean, they are like, you know, if you can't solve it in one visit, you know, it's a rip off. Yeah. And so I will tell you, these types of treatments have just completely changed yeah. the way we look at chronic dermatitis. And I think Becky mentioned it maybe on our last conversation with you. It's actually reinvigorated and re-energized our, our conversations.
1: Yeah. And, and again, you know, it comes down to the client wants a fast fix. It's it's yeah. the thing that is amazing with both of these things. And, and part of the reason I think a lot of people were just so excited about it is because we have fought that endless battle of, of cyclic itching and not being able to get in front of it. Um, and having to tell them, you just have to wait it out. This food trial, you have to wait it out. Everything we had was waited out. And we don't live in a waited out society. And so <laughs> having more and more available solutions that provide a very quick result for our clients to see, especially in a time when we have really skeptical clients and we have a lot of, you know, shifting going on in, in our industry, it's, it's great for those reasons, um, I believe.
0: Well, before we let you go today, Dr. Liska, I do want to revisit one term that I heard really for the first time around the whole apical and cytopoint conversation a couple of years ago, and that was the concept around anchor treatments. Could you expound on that for our listeners? What do you mean by anchor treatments in chronic dermatitis?
2: Absolutely. So, you know, atopic dermatitis has always been this, you know, idea of multimodal therapy because it does take a lot to keep these patients you know, well-managed. But what we look at as the anchor treatment is that one thing that can be the cornerstone, the Apoquel and the Cytopoint can be those things for you. Because if they're keeping the dog comfortable, the dog is sleeping better, the owner is sleeping better, the dog has less paritis, so less trauma to the skin, less chances for secondary infections to develop, all of those things that can be the anchor that smooths things out just while you're continuing to manage the allergy.
0: Right. And if you don't think your clients are using anchors like shampoos that they get on the internet, a wide variety of antihistamines, and who knows how many herbal supplements, I mean, you're really missing the mark here. Because they're they're trying all of these things out of desperation and frustration, and we need to find the anchor that actually will hold. Wow, that sounded poetic almost.
3: (laughs) And you know those clients a lot of times don't know what's in those products that they're trying. They they grab the anti-itch shampoo from the pet store, but you ask them, "Okay, well, what are the active ingredients in that or do you remember the name of the product that they, that you're using?" and it's just like pet food, right? They they're not going to remember the name. They're they're going to tell you what the color of the bottle is and that right. it had a dog on it. So <laughs> so we 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 want to get them something that's reliable and we we want to know that they're not necessarily just giving maybe their cat large amounts of steroids on a regular basis topically and causing the thin skin syndrome. So, so yeah.
2: And I worry about when we tell them just to go down to the corner store and get antihistamine X, like, are they going to, are they going to get the right size? Are they going to get some sustained release formula? Like I I just, I worry about that kind of recommendation. Mm -hmm
0: you've heard what we worry about when it comes to chronic dermatitis (laughs) and we want to hear what worries you because chronic dermatitis still is a very frustrating thing for clients and veterinarians we do have amazing treatments today so if you haven't checked out cytopoint and apical just again do yourself and your patients a favor and contact zoatis and find out what the excitement's all about because i will tell you cindy You know, there are a handful of things in my career, NSAIDs being one and apical cytopoint being another that really did change the way I look at certain chronic conditions. So I think it's exciting stuff.
3: Yeah, and you can reach out to Facebook, whether or not you are someone who loves the, the magic it's brought to our profession or whether you're spoiled like me and you've gotten the benefit of practicing most of your career with these <laughs> medications. Um, and and tell us, how do you have those cost conversations? Sometimes it really helps others to just have some of the words that work. So, so share your scripts with the rest of our audience. We love hearing from you guys. We know you're out there listening. We, we feel kind of like we know you, especially when you come up and say hi to us so we love hearing more about what's going on in your lives so so connect with us on facebook at veterinary viewfinder or on instagram at veterinary viewfinder we also love hearing reviews from you guys knowing what you love what's helpful to you about the podcast so we can can keep giving you what you like reach out to us on itunes to leave us a review
1: and don't forget to click to subscribe so you don't miss one great episode of the Veterinary Viewfinder.
0: And thank you again, Zoetis, for sponsoring this podcast, and for Dr. Dana Liska. Thank you so much for hanging out with our peeps. Great time. Well, I do have a disclaimer. You know, not have to read this. This podcast is sponsored by Zoetis, the makers of treatments including Apoquel and Cytopoint. Do not use Apoquel in dogs less than 12 months of age or those with serious infections. Apoquel may increase the chances of developing serious infections and may cause existing parasitic skin infestations or pre-existing cancers to get worse. Product information for Apoquel is available at www.apiquildogs.com. Apoquel underscore P-I-P-D-F. Yeah, remember that. It'll be in the show links below. Zoetis is dedicated to changing the way we approach canine puritis to protect the bonds that matter most. Visit scienceofstrongerbonds.com for more. And don't forget to visit with us next Wednesday when we tackle more of the toughest topics in veterinary medicine. Until next time, bye. 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 Goodbye.